Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. These guys are nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's eating us too. That gives us too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Russia Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. I am the host, you are the co-host, 806-855-3712. You can text in via that number, 806-855-3712. Lots of things going on today. It is Two Word Tuesday on the Raider Land. We did that. We'll move on now. But... If you want to continue the uh, the food topic, we can certainly do that. Generally do food on Tuesdays, as Hyatt tells you. We've got, um, if you had a friend coming into town for the first time or in a long time, where would you take them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? He was saying supper and all kinds of weird things. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know what, it, what everything else is, but if you're going to take a friend... In your town, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or if you were going somewhere for the first time in a long time, what three spots would you like to hit? Tell me where and what. We can do that today on the text line, 806-855-3712. A couple of textures from the end of the last show. Who is the McCollum you're referencing that is looking at other jobs? See, this is what happens when people join late. Um... McCollum is a guy that had been listed as a potential uh, head coaching candidate at Texas Tech early in the process. Lots of people were talking about him. Uh, And then after the McCaslin hire, it was kind of hinted at that he could be the lead assistant, Ben McCollum. He is an offensive guru, ton of success at his current school national championships and otherwise at a D2 level. Um. But the conversation we were having was a hypothetical one around Ben McCollum. If he was one of the guys that you were looking at to hire here and he was taking some time to look elsewhere before committing, that was a hypothetical. But we were talking about Ben McCollum in a hypothetical sense. Um, Just because it's been a week, week and a half, potentially, you know, toward the end of this week that McCaslin has been here and it does not have a full staff yet. Uh, which in some ways I appreciate because he's not bringing his full staff from North Texas. He's brought two of them. 
But also you're starting to say, all right, well, let's get the rest of them in kind of thing. Uh, and I, I absolutely have no qualms with not being uh, active in the transfer portal yet. Take a look around, man. Get some visits in. You got plenty of time to fill a roster. You do not need to fill a roster in the first week. Absolutely not. Take your time. Uh, this texture, if you're coming into Lubbock Breakfast House on University for breakfast, Evie Mays for lunch, Kegels or Italian Garden for dinner. I can dig it. Uh, this texter doing snooze for breakfast. I've not been there yet. Tom and Bingo's for lunch. For good things about the, uh, the new look Tom and Bingo's. And another Kegel's for dinner. Back to back Kegel's for dinner. Uh, moving into the show, uh, Cliff Kingsbury will be at USC next season, uh, or at least until he finds another job. Will he last longer at USC this time than last? Probably so. And I think everyone's assumption is that he's doing this just to get back to the NFL. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe he wants another head coaching job. But people who say he doesn't want to coach college, this is a different world. Now, People always bring up with Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, well, he said one time he hated recruiting. No. He said he preferred the rest of it. And recruiting at Texas Tech is way different than recruiting at USC. If Lincoln Riley and Cliff are at USC next year and then Lincoln moves on for another job or gets hired somewhere else or, or something happens... Cliff could absolutely be the head coach of USC. I'm not saying that just because he's there and he would take over. I I just think in Cliff's experience, that high-profile recruiting is much easier than the grind of recruiting at Texas Tech. The budget. And the budget today for Texas Tech is much closer to USC than it was five years ago. But when Cliff was at Texas Tech, it was an absolute meat grinder to to recruit at Texas Tech. It's much different recruiting at USC. And not because of the conference. Not because of the school itself, but just because of... The NIL implications, it being 2023 instead of 2018. I mean, those are apples to oranges. Today's USC versus 2018 Texas Tech. And I think today's Texas Tech is in a much better position than it was in 2016 when Cliff was trying to grind out recruits here in Lubbock. The question is with Cliff Kingsbury is, does he want to be a head coach again? 
he could be absolutely a high-profile offensive coordinator at any college in America. I think there are very few that he would actually go to. But several of them in Los Angeles seem like good fits for Cliff. Certainly USC. And I think Lincoln and Cliff are going to have a really good offense together. Does Cliff Kingsbury want to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL? Again, as an offensive analyst, as an offensive coordinator, you don't have to go out grinding and recruiting. You don't. You could be the closer. At Texas Tech, they didn't have, in 2018, a huge recruiting staff. USC does. Today's Texas Tech does. Cliff Kingsbury was just ill-prepared when he was in college the last time to know what he was doing. He knows now. And I don't think recruiting is going to be a problem like everyone says it is when they talk about Cliff Kingsbury. I think it's a great decision for Cliff to get back in the college game. I think he could be a, a an offensive coordinator or a head coach at a lot of high-level programs and be really successful. I still believe in Cliff Kingsbury. And it's weird to me that so many people are so negative on Cliff. And I, I don't like him just because he was at Texas Tech, just because he's a Red Raider. I think he's been successful at a couple of really hard places to be successful at. He stunk at Texas Tech. The next decade of Texas Tech... Certainly the next three years after Cliff, the three years before Cliff, I don't know. It took a sharp turn downward after Cliff left. And for Cliff to do it like he did it, and then to go to Arizona and be moderately successful with Kyler Murray and the dysfunction that was in that front office with Kime and Kime leaving and then people still texting Kime to do their jobs with a burner phone. Have y'all heard everything that's gone on in, in Arizona since Cliff left? It's It's drama. Well, Cliff was in charge. Not really. When you have a GM like that, they're in charge, and they answer to the owner. In the NFL, mostly the head coach is third or fourth in command, depending on what head coach you are. A couple of texts here, this one on Cliff. Uh, it's different because kids are lined up to go to USC. Exactly. I mean, you don't really recruit at USC. You just choose who you want. USC, Alabama, Notre Dame, a lot of these big programs, you just choose who you want. 
couple of more texts. The Pac-12 Network is the worst. I thought I was going to be able to watch the Tech baseball game last night on it, but they were airing a football game from last year. Yes, very bad. I listened on the radio. If Arizona State joins the Big 12 and you were to come out here in the Phoenix area to do a live broadcast, I would go to Matt's Big Breakfast for breakfast, Tacos Chiwas for lunch, and then La Piazza El Forno for dinner. It's the best pizza I've ever had. All three were on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Cliff would be a good fit for USC. Southern California is a hotbed for recruits and where have 99% wanted to go since they could walk. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be an offensive analyst slash quarterbacks coach, I guess, this year. I don't know what that salary is. I'm assuming it's pretty small. He's just doing it as a, I don't know if a favor, but that seems like a mutually beneficial favor from Lincoln and Cliff to to create that mega mind powerhouse offensively. And I think it helps USC. I do. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, a little Pac-12 talk. Just a little bit. I don't want to get too much into the weeds here. But we'll certainly talk a little Pac-12. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Show Talk, one of the point nine news, money, sports, this texter. It's been a while since I've tuned in and am just now joining the show. Well, welcome back. But how about them 2023 Rangers, best in the West? And then they send a meme that says, you just witnessed a Heim crime. So, uh, well known. I guess uh, I've been high on the Rangers. I I think they're going to have a really good season. I think they'll finish at or above 500. Uh, If the pitching stays healthy, I think they can do better than that. Uh, the, The lineup is something that I think can be good, really good. You're going to have to find some consistency. You've not had that over the years since, I don't know, 2014. 15? When's the last time you won the division? The AOS right now, 6-4 and four Rangers, 5-5 five and five Angels, 5-5 five and five Astros, 4-7 and seven Mariners, 2-8 and eight Athletics. I think everybody knew the Athletics were going to be bad. Uh, the Rangers have played 7 games at home. They're 1-2 and two against the Cubs. That was on the road. Their only road series. Back at home last night against the Royals. Uh, Heaney, 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 had uh, nine straight strikeouts, I think, tied a, tied a record. The Rangers play the Angels very soon. If not the next series, the series after, maybe. That's going to be something to look out for. 
yeah, the, the next series. So they play the Royals two more times, and then Friday, after an off day, off day, they start a series with the Astros in Houston. And then they play the Royals again in Kansas City. That's a weird scheduling bit. I think the Astros right now are struggling out of the gates because of some of their injuries. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll probably still win the division. Uh, they're the heavy favorites in a lot of uh, realms to be the best team. Now, the Rays, the Rays have started 10 and 0. Uh, not sustainable, but as long of a winning streak as you can go on to start a season, the better off you are to end the season. Uh, I think the Yankees are still going to be good. I think the Blue Jays are still going to be good. That division, I think, probably the best in baseball, top to bottom. The Guardians and the Twins are going to be fighting in the AL Central. And then the National League... I don't know what to think of on the Mets. Uh, the Phillies and Nationals don't seem great. The Braves are going to be good. The Pirates off to a good start, but I don't really see them being competitive. The Cardinals off to an awful start. I'm really intrigued by the Cubs lineup. Don't know how they're going to finish. Uh, and the Diamondbacks and Padres, Dodgers. The Diamondbacks, I, I don't think will be great, but they're seven and four. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see on them. It seems like a lot of usual suspects, though, starting a little bit slow and then will be there by the trade deadline and then make a run late in the season like they do. Uh, certainly feeling like that's what the Astros are going to be. Uh, I got a text from an Astros fan. Let's see what it says. No, it's uh, it's about the Pac-12. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Uh, the Astros today. Uh, let's see what the Astros are up to. Uh, the Astros playing the Pirates. They beat them last night, eight to two. They play again today at five thirty. Uh, they'll also have an off day on Thursday after finishing this series with Pittsburgh. Uh, they have played the White Sox, the Tigers, and the Twins, along with the Pirates, to uh, start their season. I'm a little bit surprised by the Rays. 10-0 seems like a really good start, obviously. Duh. If I could pick one team in first place that's going to stay there all year, I don't think it would be the Rangers. <laughs> and maybe not coast to coast, but be up around 1-2 all year. I think the Guardians have a good opportunity to do that in the Central, just because I don't think the Central is very good. The Rays are, are an interesting team this year. The Braves, I think the Braves will be in the top of the NL East all year. 
one or two. I think the Brewers and the NL Central have a good opportunity. The NL West, I have, I have no idea on. The Diamondbacks, the Padres, and the Dodgers all could win that. I have no idea. I really don't. But I do think the Rangers have an opportunity to be in the top three all year long in the AO West with a with a puncher's chance to be in the playoffs all year long. And I think they can win this AO West if A, they can compete against the Astros, which they've not been able to do lately. And B, have a healthy staff rotation most of the year. That's what the Astros have been able to do. The Astros just have been having really good pitching. They have a good staff again this year. Oh, here is the text. Uh, the start, Yeah, the starting pitching will be great again. They just kind of need to survive until they can be healthy in the lineup. And have some of that leadership back like Altuve. Or let's take another break. When we come back, Pac-12. I promise. It's Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9. News Money Sports. Rob, can you believe Tampa Bay is still undefeated? Are they that good? Uh, they will lose. Eventually. But Tampa Bay is like that kind of team. They've always been a, a, a streaky team. Uh, they They find it. Now, if they can start that way, See if they can be streaky for a full season, but every once in a while, Tampa Bay is just really good. They were good last year. So it's not really a surprise. Now, it's a surprise that anybody started 10-0. It generally doesn't happen, but if you could have given me a team without looking at any rosters that would start a season 10-0, it would probably be the Rays. Oh, man. James Morton announced his retirement. He will remain AD at Eastland. Yeah, he's stepping down as the football coach. He'll be the athletic director at Eastland. James Morton, the father of Baron Morton. Coached uh, around here in Lubbock. In West Texas, before uh, moving down to Eastland. I guess you, what do you call that? A semi-retirement? Because he's still, uh, he's still the AD. He's just uh, stepping away from the duties of head coach. Good for him. All right, let's get to the Pac-12. Uh, 
This texter, Colorado busts the lid off the Pac-12 in two weeks. Arizona follows. Arizona State only gets in the Big 12 if the conference takes a fourth team, uh, which would be San Diego State or UConn. Utah is out. I agree that Utah is out. Utah stinks. And you're already in Utah. Do you already have that market with BYU? You own Utah now. Especially if the Pac-12 craters and Utah is relevant, irrelevant. Then BYU becomes the premier brand in that state. They might already be nationally. Seems like nobody cares. Right? Nobody cares about Utah except Utah fans. And they care that they uh, they they are not cared about, <laughs> I guess. Why does nobody love us? Uh, this, uh, on the Pac-12 too, poor Utah, the texter says, spending $35 million for a baseball stadium that only seats 1,200 people. They're building a a baseball stadium for $35 million that only seats 1,200? That is wild. We also have uh, an official announcement that Cliff Kingsbury is coming home to USC as the senior offensive analyst. Coming home to USC. Bring him home, baby. Uh, this texter, did you just call a team the Guardians? If so, when did they join the league? Uh, the Indians, the Cleveland Indians have changed their name to the Guardians. I don't know if you're being facetious or if you uh, did not know that. I think last year was their first full season as the Guardians. Maybe even back in 2020 they announced that and then had either one more season or since 2021 that they've been uh, the Guardians full-time. I think that's the timeline. So, uh, yeah, the Guardians. I wear my New York Guardians, the old XFL hat, out and about. And uh, people are always like, oh, the Guardians. It's like, ah, it's the XFL team, not the, the Major League Baseball team. The a couple of teams back to Major League Baseball. A couple of these teams, uh, I feel like have maybe done better than expected. I think the Brewers are one of those teams that kind of came in as a team not expected to do much, and they're seven and four. But again, it's it's so early. I mean, I like talking Major League Baseball. Baseball is a talking sport, as they say. Uh, certainly I'm going to enjoy talking Rangers baseball all year this year, but it is so early to do anything on anyone in April. I mean, you'll really get to to understand who some of these teams are in June. At the deadline last year, the Phillies fired a manager 
and then fought back, got hot in the second half, and went to the World Series. I think they won 87 regular season games. So uh, a 2-8 start for the Athletics, you, you kind of know who they are, but you thought they would be that coming in. The Rangers, just above 500. You kind of thought that coming in, so they're kind of starting to paint some of their picture of who they're going to be. But the Rays at 10-0, and the Brewers above 500 early. I mean, some of this stuff is, all right, let's just wait and see for a month, see if they can sustain it. If they can, they can. But you also look at the Rays. They played the Athletics, the Nationals, the Tigers. Those are really bad teams. They beat the Red Sox last night 1-0 to zero in their first uh, game inside the, uh, the AL East. Uh, then they have the Blue Jays. They play the Astros at the end of April. But they do have a really favorable schedule to be pretty dadgum good through April. Uh, they get the White Sox again two more times. They have seven more games at the White Sox to end April in between uh, or around that Astros series. Texas Tech baseball will play again today against the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders 69th in the RPI. Bit of a free fall in the last week, down one from yesterday, right at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a, a spot ahead of them. They were a spot behind them yesterday. Uh, remaining opponents ahead of you, ACU, obviously Stanford. West Virginia is in front of you. You also have some teams you've already played in front of you. Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, all ahead of you in the RPI. So if they continue to, to, to do well, you'll continue to get a bump from them. That's how the RPI works. Uh, but you do have a, a really good opportunity today with this game against Stanford. Just like you did yesterday. You lost yesterday 6-4. to four. If you can beat them today... As we say, you'll be in a better spot. That's kind of how it works. And I think if you're Texas Tech baseball and you're still, you know, in the middle of April doing some tinkering with the lineup, which you have been and you did. Especially uh, yesterday where you have, or in this weekend too, with Vulicic playing second in right field. Austin Green taking at-bats at DH. Hudson White at third. Will Burns back in at short. Tracer Lopez at second. Bazell getting more and more time behind the dish. Uh, you had two pitchers yesterday that 
hadn't pitched much all year, get an opportunity against Stanford, a really good team. Like Tim Tadlock is coaching. He's not just saying, all right, well, we are what we are. Let's finish out this way. He's absolutely trying to find the best combination. And you're trying to piece together an outfield until Dylan Carter comes back. Until Owen Washburn comes back now. After an injury against North Dakota. And scoff all you want about that name. He was playing really well the last two weeks after a, a just a horrid start. So you're still trying to figure out who and what and where. But as I've said time and again, the schedule lines up for you to do really well in the next two months. The the front of your schedule has made it a necessity to do well. But you absolutely can finish strong. uh, And I think that starts today. We'll talk about some pitching matchups if they're out by the time we get back. We'll see if we can find a lineup, too, to try and figure out the mind of Tim Tadlock. Could be impossible. We'll try. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News Money Sports. Show a couple of more minutes left, about two hours away from first pitch live from the sunken diamond. Uh, today's game will be on the Pac 12 Insider, I believe is what they call it. It's a free online live stream. I don't know why yesterday's game wasn't also on it. Yesterday was the, the Pac 12 networks, but if you didn't have the right network, it wasn't showing. People complain around the Big 12 about ESPN Plus or some of that stuff. I really do much prefer it to what other conferences have to go through. Uh, the SEC network, you know, it's it's like having three Longhorn channels. You, you kind of just have to hope you have the package. If you're a cord cutter, it's nearly impossible now, a lot of those SEC network games are also on SEC+, Plus, which is the ESPN Plus version. So that's gotten better. But I would much prefer having ESPN Plus than having to search for and try to find and finagle my way into watching any Pac-12 sports like Pac-12 people have to do. Somebody just called uh, Pac-12 Insider the John Canzano stream. Does he also stream there? He might. He might have a show there. I don't know. What's crazy is the Pac-12 had such a bad media rights deal the last go-around. 
have lost two premier teams, lost a major market which they seem to think matters, and it does to a certain extent, especially if you're if you think it matters, it does matter. And then they thought they were going to get a better deal. I just, I don't understand it. To me, Colorado still feels like a program that cares what's going on. Arizona certainly feels like a program who cares what's going on athletically. And if you care about athletics, the Pac-12 is not a place to be. The Big 12 is a much better spot. Is it the premier spot? No. But trajectory-wise, it's the third best. Very soon, in fact. Because the ACC is stuck where they are even longer than another deal from now with the Big 12. And in a world, five years from now, these, you know, Fox and ESPN might be back to spending. Fox could be tapped out with the the Big Ten, and they might be regretting that, honestly. Feels like they are. But if you could be in a position where ESPN is back to spending a little bit five years from now, they've cut today, but... You could make a serious gain as one of the Power Three conferences. You're just in a way better position. And people talk about East Coast biased in sports. That's legitimate. The further away you get from the East Coast, the less you matter generally. It used to be the furthest away you were from the East or West Coast. Which is why people look down on the Big 12. But now, especially since you're in the Eastern Coast time zone. You're in the Mountain West time zone. And you certainly have a lot of bodies in the Central time zone. You own it. You own the Central time zone. You're in a really good spot. And I don't think you have to get Colorado and Arizona to be in a better spot. But it doesn't hurt. And if those are the two schools you get, I'm very excited. Very excited. If it's Utah, I'm less excited. I do not want Utah in the Big 12. If you have to go four, I think San Diego State gets the call. I really wouldn't be too excited about an all-sport venture with UConn either. But if it's Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and San Diego State, which we've been talking about for three weeks now, I'm very excited. I kind of just want it to move. That's about where I am with the basketball staff, too. I just want some movement. I'm not worried. I'm not nervous, necessarily. 
certainly not nervous about the Big 12 either, but I just I want some movement. I want it to be over with. It still feels like you're in the coaching hiring process because you don't have a full staff in place. Got to get that done. Also, somebody has posted uh, a 2002 game where Cliff Kingsbury took two safeties <laughs> in uh, in a Big 12 game in 2002 against Oklahoma. I don't know why we needed to post that. One of them was a holding call in the end zone. The other one was a true safety. You can go ahead and delete that, buddy. All right. That was the show. We'll do it again tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the Raiderland. And then this one as well, 1 o'clock, the Rob Bro Show. We'll recap Texas Tech and Stanford tonight. Softball action, Lubbock High and Abilene right here starting at 6.30. But again, tomorrow, the Raiderland, 11 a.m. It'll be a bandwagon Wednesday episode. We'll see you then. I've been Rob Bro, I'll be Rob Bro. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.